bridge Let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel-good sounds Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets Oh, she's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on too You know I've never seen a better stew Oh, Betty and the Jets Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world, even though I'm not traveling too much right now. (laughs) It's funny. Time has taken on a different dimension. Uh, Seems to me, normally, in my normal life, the podcast comes around like that. I mean, it's like, it's time to do the podcast again. I just did it. And I feel like it's been four months since I did the last podcast. (laughs) But in this episode, we have stories about sheep, riots, Viagra, shrimp tails, screams, turtles, tuna, balls, and roosters. (laughs) Let's get on the show. Sometimes you can be doing a lot of work and then a gift comes in the mail. That's what I call it when something just um, really makes you smile or laugh. So I got this from Nicole. And uh, the title of the email was your best 10 year old fan. And I was thinking, okay, I already like this. And she wrote, hi, Betty. I've been a listener for years, and I sometimes let my daughter Charlotte listen to an episode that is kid-friendly, and most are. My dad was a pilot, and I love hearing all your stories. Anyway, during this pandemic, we've been doing remote learning for the kids, and they were assigned to give advice to quote-unquote famous people, and my daughter chose you. I thought you might get a kick out of her assignment. She wrote, my famous person... I would like to advise is Betty. I think that's funny already. I'm the famous person. She's a flight attendant who has a podcast where she gets stories and tells about her life as a flight attendant. She's very funny and kind. She goes on lots of trips and she has lots of friends. The advice I would give her is about how to make boys leave you alone. She is glamorous and sees lots of people, so she might need to get a man to leave her alone. Here is what I did and it might work for her. When this boy wouldn't stop staring at me and trying to always be my partner, I decided I needed to act. The key thing is, is to hold eye contact and make sure that he doesn't look away. Then pick your nose. Then lick your finger and pretend to eat it. He never stared at me again. Boogers are gross, but it solves the problem. I think Betty could use this advice to get people to leave her alone. (laughs) That was fantastic. Sometimes I think the podcast should be called, um, How Dumb Am I? (laughs) I'm in my condo and I'm in the kitchen and uh, my washer and dryer area is connected to the kitchen and I smelled something bad and I'm like, (laughs) I'm looking around, I'm smelling the trash, (laughs) nothing. Uh, I'm looking around. I was thinking maybe, is it mold? You know, is the refrigerator? No. Is like, did something get under under the washer and dryer? Like, did an animal get in here and die? No, I just couldn't find anything. And I thought, uh, 
After, you know, sniffing enough times, I thought, I'll deal with it tomorrow. So um, I eat a lot of shrimp here. You know, uh, we have a lot of fresh local shrimp. It's good, you know, with a salad. And um, just being a environmentally conscious, I don't know, whatever you want to say, whatever kind of person I am, I hate things to go to waste if some creature might like it. So the shrimp tails and the shrimp shells, I figure, why throw it away? You know, because I go walking at the beach and the the seagulls think it's like Thanksgiving. Like you can almost practically see them smiling when I throw them those shrimp tails. (laughs) And like even when I'm traveling on trips, like lots of times there's dogs, like feral dogs, wild dogs, and they always make friends with me and I give them the the shrimp tails and they'll eat them too. They're, you know, a hungry dog, that shrimp tail's good. So um, I, the next day, I'm still trying to figure out where that smell's coming from. (laughs) And finally, I realized it's my purse. I had a bag of shrimp tails in my purse. And that day, there weren't any seagulls. Some days, they're not there. I don't know where they go, but they're not there. And so I had forgot it was in there. And so those shrimp tails and shells were in my purse for like a week. No no wonder it reeked. So I had been to the hardware store, I'd been to the paint store, I'd been to the grocery store, <laughs> and people are probably thinking, what's that smell? You know, what, something stinks. <laughs> it's like, oh no, it's nothing, it's just stinky old shrimp tail meat. I was talking to a friend on the phone, and we were just reminiscing about, you know, old times and stories. And uh, this is a story about a very famous uh, partier and uh, who has nine lives. And um, it was one I hadn't heard. Uh, she was on a layover in Montana with a couple other flight attendants. They had had quite a few adult beverages. And um, she decided she wanted this banner that was up a pole. And it's now late at night. And like I said, they've had, you know, had a few drinks. And so she convinces she doesn't think she can climb the pole, but she convinces the other flight attendant, you know, they're in regular clothes on the layover, to climb the pole to get the banner. So that other flight attendant, you know, struggling, gets up the pole, she's up the top. And then the funny flight attendant who uh, has nine lives smelled a cop. And she says to the other flight attendant, run. So they run and they leave the other girl up a pole about to steal a banner. <laughs> But get this, there was a cop. She really did smell a cop because she has the ability to smell cops. But the the cop didn't see the girl at the top of the... <laughs> on top of the pole because you know, lots of times you don't look up. So she's just up there holding on. <laughs> and everybody got off fine. I got another gift via the computer because I was worried for this episode that I wouldn't have uh, enough other voices. I like other voices. I think it's dull to listen to the same person for, listen to me for 30 minutes plus. So um, I was worried because I'm not flying and, you know, where am I getting getting these other voices when uh, I'm in quarantine? (laughs) So I got an email from Nick. And uh, he has a podcast, and you guys might already listen to it, but you can check him out at AirlinePilotGuy.com, AirlinePilotGuy.com. And he just sent me three great stories, recorded it, sent it an email, and it was like, hallelujah. 
I was a new first officer and didn't know many people in the company, so when my captain told me that our senior cabin crew was called Peggy, I believed him. Not long after we reached the top of climb, the cockpit door opened and in came the aforementioned lady, and I gave her my very best grin and greeted her with a bright, Hi, Peggy! To my amazement, she gave me a thunderous scowl, did an about-face, and stormed out. I looked at my captain, who couldn't stop laughing. Eventually, in between giggles, he explained that this lovely lady wasn't called Peggy at all, but she did have a false leg, hence her disgust at my apparently tasteless joke. She had joined the company without saying anything about her leg and passed everything with flying colours, and nobody knew any better until the day in the swimming pool when everyone was wearing swimsuits and training with the life rafts and such. Apparently the company realised that her missing limb wasn't any impediment to her doing a job, and they kept her on and she had a great career with us. She eventually accepted my humble apology, but it took me ages to get a coffee delivered to the flight deck. I heard somewhere that the first passengers on any hot air balloon was a, get this, a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. The first passengers on a hot air balloon in 1783 were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. <laughs> it sounds like a joke, you know. A sheep, a duck, and a rooster go into a bar, but instead they went into a hot air balloon. And, you know, when they took off, they were probably like, what the? Insert expletive here. <laughs> Can you just imagine? Then they crashed 15 minutes later. I hope the sheep, the duck, and the rooster were okay. Well, I might be moving. I've been getting my place ready uh, to sell, and um, it's going to be pretty much a lateral move. I'm going to move from a one-bedroom place to a different one-bedroom place. <laughs> uh, so, but I, I it's going to sound silly, a reason to move, but I want a bigger pool. Uh, we have a small pool with this condo complex, and um, I like to swim laps and I like to like sit at the pool and write or whatever project I'm doing and then swim and then write and swim. Uh, and um, the pool is kind of a Y shape. So there's not like a place where you can swim laps and, and the, the it's small and then the rope is right down the middle. So uh, we have a lot of kids in the complex. So three kids and it's unlap swimmable. <laughs> It's just, I just have to leave. And lots of times I'll get like a few laps in and then here comes five kids and uh, you just can't do it. It'd be different if there was like a part of the pool where you could swim laps while they're kicking and screaming and jumping. And But also you have to, have to put the chain back up. And then anyway, it seems like a dumb reason to move, but I'm moving because I want a bigger pool. But in the process of getting my place ready to move, you know, I'm painting ceilings and I'm uh, polishing floors and cleaning kitchen tiles and um, buying things to make it look nice because, you know, you, for, you, you don't see things a lot when it's just there, you know, and then you start looking and you're, uh, you're like, oh, well, that trash can's old and that uh, toilet brush, that's way old. Um, not that the new people are going to be looking at that, but it's like uh, I'm going to be moving into a new place 
and it'll, I'm sort of like spiffing up the place and like staging to make it look good, right? And um, so I'm like, that toilet, <laughs> that toilet brush has seen better days. But it had like a ceramic tall cylinder that the brush goes in, and I hate waste. It's not that I'm cheap. I just hate, like, why put this in a landfill? What can I do with this tall ceramic cylinder? Hmm. So I put a plant in it. <laughs> I put a cactus at the top. So now it's a it's a poopy plant. <laughs> a poopy potted plant. I heard on a podcast something I hadn't heard before that pilots aren't supposed to take Viagra 24 hours before a flight. <laughs> I've never I've never heard it ever discussed. Um, you know, we're not supposed to drink um, eight hours. Sometimes it's 10 hours. Sometimes it's 12 hours. But never heard about Viagra. So I looked it up. And it's not 24 hours. It's uh, six hours. They're not supposed to have taken Viagra uh, six hours before a flight. And it said, because it may result in confusion or cockpit distraction. May result in confusion or cockpit distraction. So <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, that if I went up there to give them their coffee or their meal and uh, they had a stiffy, it would uh, distract me. I'd like to thank any of you who are so kind when you're going to buy something on Amazon. You took the extra second or two to go to my website, BettyInTheSky.com, click on any of the links, like to my books, and then anything you buy, I get a little percentage of. It doesn't cost you anymore. It supports the show, and I like to see what people buy. Somebody bought a spike ball game set and a passport to your national parks and a book called Nine Goblins. So just go to my website, BettyInTheSky.com, and I thank you so very much. We used to stay in a lovely, classy hotel in Joburg, in a great part of the town. The management were very good to the airline crews that they accommodated, and once a month they would hold a complimentary cocktail party for all the crews who happened to be in the hotel on that day. One trip, I was lucky enough to be there on the special night, so I was enjoying the free wine and food with the other airlines and the hotel staff. I got chatting to the general manager and took the opportunity to apologise to him for a couple of recent debacles that involved our airline. The first was a room party, which got a bit out of hand when some of the crew decided to put the couch out of the window on the 20th floor and sit it on the generous ledge there. There they relaxed in the fresh air with their drinks watching the sunset. That was fine until someone decided that it would be fun to set light to the aforementioned sofa. When the blaze got out of control, the flaming furniture was jettisoned down the side of the hotel and into the pool. The second event was a catfight that occurred between a couple of our ladies who had over-imbibed a little. They were dressed up to the nines in short skirts and in the very swish bar on the first floor. Whatever they argued about ended up with a wrestling match on the floor of the bar that would probably have attracted much less attention had both of the girls been wearing panties. The general manager was very gracious about both incidents and merely asked that if our girls were going to fight again, could we please let him know as he'd like to be there to watch. 
So we're having riots and protests and demonstrations and looting, and it's um, reminding me of the 1992 Rodney King L.A. riots, and uh, I was right in the middle of that. <laughs> I mean, um, there was a time in my life when I uh, was kind of in the middle of things. Don't like that anymore. I'll tell you, it's a lot less stressful this way. But I was living in Los Angeles and I had worked a three day trip, got home, and like basically found out everything when we landed that uh, everything had gone crazy. I didn't know what to do, but I decided I'll drive home to Westwood. I had a roommate at the time and I counted 11 buildings on fire going from the airport to Westwood. Didn't know what to do. I was dating my handsome actor uh, boyfriend at the time, and he was like, just come over here. I was in Westwood. He was in Hollywood, but he was in a real nice building with a doorman and painted ceilings, and um, they immediately hired an armed guard. They had security, so he's like, just drive over here. So packed some stuff because we we're going to stay there for a while because we knew there's going to be curfews and you didn't know what was happening. It was like the city was burning down. So uh, drove over there, counted, and I remember, and it was a long time ago, 1992, 23 buildings on fire. I counted driving from my apartment to his apartment. And um, then, this is crazy, I get there's a parking, there was a, there's a street light right before you turn to go into where the guest parking was for his building. And uh, I pulled through and right after I pulled through, somebody carjacked somebody else with a gun. And it was like, oh my gosh, that could have been me. Thank goodness I had a crappy car. <laughs> Sometimes a crappy car <laughs> is helpful. <laughs> so um, I get to the building and um, the actor boyfriend, uh, they, that building, they were all on top of things. They had meetings once a month and he was like the R his floor guard, and he had a little orange vest. <laughs> so this was a place to be for uh, when I, all the shit was going down. So, you know, we played house for four days. It's kind of fun. You hate to say anything is fun, but it was. But one of the funny things was, well, well actually, this isn't funny. We, um, It's a high-rise building you lived in. Oh my gosh, I got to tell you this. This high-rise building you lived in, I didn't know people lived like this. So they had the doorman, they had the painted ceilings and the lobby. Uh, they had an underground parking and uh, you gave the car, you drove up, they took the car. And then every time they brought your car out, it was freshly washed. It's like, what? Who lives like this? <laughs> anyway, uh, well, I did for that time. And anyway, um, we go up on the roof. They had this pretty rooftop area and we could, we could see, because uh, you had a really nice view of LA, but man, you could just see fire after fire after fire. And um, that building was was a good place to be. It was very secure. And get this, like two dogs showed up. Like the dog's instinct said, that's a place to be. So we took the dogs in <laughs> during the time, found the owners later. But uh, one of the things I wanted to say, and I, I do like to keep everything light and breezy on the podcast, but uh, that was 1992 with the police beating up Rodney King. And seems like a long time ago, but still seems the same. Just talking to a, I've been talking to a lot of people on the phone, you know, because good time to reach out to people. And a friend was telling me um, uh, back when pleated pants were really, you know, popular for men, they always had those pleats down the front. And uh, sometimes when you sit down in those pleated pants, you can get like a little bunch up, like a, like a tent, you know, kind of looks like 
somebody's excited, has a stiffy. <laughs> well, this flight attendant walks by uh, this guy's friend, and he's got that tent. And uh, the flight attendant says, uh, and she said, somebody loves to fly, and it shows. It's kind of going back. <laughs> I have a Pan Am bag, you know, like a tote bag, and um, I throw things in there, um, little pieces of paper, <laughs> napkins, you know, and then lots of times I don't need to go through. Well, uh, because of the quarantine and not flying and not traveling, I'm like, let's see what's in this bag. <laughs> and luckily, there's some stuff in there that, you know, I just didn't get around to or I had other materials. So um, this flight attendant had said that so lots of times I'd get these stories on the jump seat. Like when you're on the jump seat commuting to work, you're trying to be like not seen or heard. You know, you're not, certainly can't pull out a recorder. So a lot of those stories are from there and I just throw it in that bag. So anyway, this flight attendant had told me that um, luckily, oh, I hate when passengers do this. Luckily, I haven't had anybody do it in a long time, uh, but it's really, it's really frustrating. But like where their passengers are sitting, you know, we're kind of, our butts are kind of right at their eye level, you know, or around there. And so sometimes they'll poke you in your butt. And really, it really, it's not, you know, you shouldn't, you don't go around poke, poking people in the butt. It's just not, it's not right. So this Vitan had said that this older woman had poked her in the butt. And she said, um, uh, excuse me, but that's really not appropriate. And the lady got offended and said, well, I never like the flight attendant had done something to her. She was the one poking her in the butt, you know? <laughs> and so the flight attendant, I'm not good at, uh, at, at fast retorts or thinking quickly. I, I might think of it a month later, but not in the moment. But this flight attendant said, well, I never believe that people think it's okay to do that. And the lady crossed her arms and just went, hmm. <laughs> Here's a little story from the Adam Carolla Show at adamcarolla.com. And it features Adam Ray, who has a podcast called About Last Night. And I think these two Adams are funny. You know, the last flight I took, I had a tuna sandwich I brought on and there was a oh. woman in front of me and she, I know already the story. Come I'm on, fucking. I know, guess what, dude? <laughs> I was talking about pre-planned flight foods and this one I did not plan for. And, uh, and I got this sandwich, I'm starving, I'm in the middle seat, this uh, older British gal in front of me <clears throat> keeps turning around, she's got her mask on, she's like, she's like, oh my god, that was her opening line, she just goes, oh, she goes like this, oh my god, and I was like, did you shit your pants, what happened, and she's like, oh god, is that you, by the way, how did she, like, I mean, I guess I was chowing down on a pretty, you know, swiftly, and she's Horatio. like, oh, that sandwich, yeah, she's just like, that's a way better word, she's like, oh, it smells awful, she goes, are you gonna be eating that the whole flight, and I was like, I mean, I put the brand on it. I buy it. it was $72 at the, at the you know, uh, <laughs> Hudson's. Yeah, you in the know? middle of like a mouse. <laughs> Dude, I was, yeah. And she goes, oh, my God. I go, yeah. I go, I go. I mean, it's all I got. She goes, can you? And then she, so then I take a couple bites. Then she turns back around two minutes later and goes, are you done? I go, wow. I go, I, go, I think I'm, I'm going to probably take a few bites, put it down, pick it up, take a few more bites. She goes, oh, please, can you put it in the overhead compartment and get something else? Trying to, you know, suggest oh other foods. Wow. Then, call button. <laughs> no. Uh, swear to God. A flight attendant comes over, and this is exactly what you're talking about, Ad, where sometimes the messenger's just like, it's their job, they don't care. She comes over, and at this point, I know what's happening, but I got my headphones on, so I'm just kind of eating, mind my business. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I see the flight attendant in my periphery just go, and I, just, I go, yeah, what, what's going on? And he goes, um, are you 
eating that tuna sandwich, right? And I go, yeah, it's delicious. I go, you want some? And he kind of smirks and he goes, it, it's, it, I guess it's real stinky. <laughs> he's just like not wanting to be the fucking sandwich police, but he's like, is it, are you almost done? Like, he's like, you could tell this guy was like, fuck, this is not what I signed up for with Delta Airlines. They didn't tell me to patrol the tuna smells coming from coach. <laughs> have a promo code for you uh, at knowable.fyi. Knowable is the world's best audio classes. And I think audio is so great um, for learning something because you can be cleaning or you can be on a walk and you can improve yourself. And I'm featured in the sleep class. But they also have classes on like uh, launch a startup, speak with confidence, start a podcast, personal finance, host an Airbnb. And you know, you can learn as you're doing something else. Okay, but this is what I think is interesting is I'm featured in the sleep class, but there's a class, start a podcast. (laughs) Like, I don't know how I got to be the expert on sleep. (laughs) It's just funny to me. But if you want to take a class, you can get 25% off with the code Betty-Thesky at knowable.fyi. Betty-Thesky. Thank you. Uh, so I was talking to a friend on the phone who's flying and uh, working. Uh, we have just a few international flights. Um, but, you know, people are in various stages of apprehension and fear, you know, depending on where they're coming from. You know, maybe somebody else got it, you know, and then there's some people that are acting like everything's just normal. So uh, there was he told me. So my friend told me on the phone that uh, there was a guy on his flight to Europe and uh, he had to mask and gloves and um you know he asked him if he wanted something to drink and the guy sometimes they give you too much information you're just asking what they want to drink and uh, the guy goes um no I'm not going to drink anything for the whole flight because I don't want to go to the bathroom because that's got to be the germiest place on the plane so I don't want anything to drink and uh, my friend was like okay but you know it's a long flight you know but all right whatever goes on keeps you know doing his business, doing the meal service. So so later on in the flight, he hears screams, more than one person screaming by the bathroom. So he goes running over there, you know, like, oh, no, what's happening? The guy who didn't want to drink anything had to pee. You know, it's like a nine-hour flight. You're going to have to pee at some point, even if you don't drink anything. So uh, I guess this is what he figured out afterwards is that the, the guy didn't want to go in the bathroom, but he had prepared... Uh, before he got on the flight, you know, I like people, I like a passenger who prepares, but in case he had to go to the bathroom, he wanted another layer of protection. So he had, must have made it before he got, you know, made it at home. He had a trash bag with um, eye holes cut out, kind of like he used to have as a um, Halloween uh, costume as a ghost, but uh, it was a dark, like big black trash bag with holes cut out. But I guess in his apprehension and his fear, he forgot. He forgot, he forgot to lock the door. Or maybe he didn't forget. He just didn't want to touch anything else, you know, touching as little as possible. So here comes this girl. She comes up, opens the door. And not only are you surprised when you open the door and there's somebody in there, but he's facing the toilet uh, so she could see a bum and then a bag. And so she's thinking it's something kinky. Like, what's this? What the? There's a bagged man butt showing. <laughs> 
So she screamed, and then he screamed, probably because he realized, you know, his butt showing and whatever. But uh, so <laughs> it was like crisis averted, just a crazy, scared bathroom, uh, bag hooded, naked bum guy. I don't know if you guys heard this official telling the new rules um, after, you know, re-emerging from lockdown, but I thought this was funny. Old news. More and more of America is returning to this new normal right here. This is Wyoming. Welcome to the strip club. It's reopening with a mask on, clothes off party. Mm, I've yeah. been doing that in my house every day anyway. <laughs> Red, oh, this is a, a red face after giving directions on new rules for tennis courts. This poor woman. Every player, unless they're from the same, same household, has to bring their own tennis balls so that you don't touch other people's tennis balls um, with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. I'm going to blush, sorry. Um, of course, if you're, if you're playing with someone in your household, you can touch those tennis balls. Uh, to avoid confusion, <laughs> to avoid confusion between whose balls are whose, you can use a marker like a sharpie to mark out to put an X or put someone's initials on them. <laughs> okay, Al. I just like uh, I was looking at the the security behind her. And thank God for masks because you know they were laughing. But you know what, Lindsay? This clip just reminded me that we're <laughs> human beings and like we can laugh again. Good just for hearing her Lindsay's too, yeah. laugh is making me happy. So what do you think, Lindsay? Uh. <laughs> Lindsay's the I best thing in the world. Is, the fact that that's in the vicinity of where I'm from, like, I would have been just crying laughing if I would have saw this over the weekend. It's really ridiculous. I think that people are trying to figure out how to put these rules in place, whether they're putting plastic bags over people's heads that are coming to their restaurant or whatever you want to call those things, <laughs> and having people mark X on their balls. Like, I think people are just trying their best to have people live their lives but still stay safe, but it's getting ridiculous. This flight was telling me, I don't remember what she said was what the pilot did to really piss her off, but she was really angry with this pilot. And sometimes the, there's not a lot of room in the cockpit, so lots of times the pilot's um, suitcases are in our closets, uh, or maybe one of them is, or two. Anyway, uh, this flight attendant was really mad at this pilot. So this other flight attendant tells me she was just on the flight. She wasn't the one doing this. Um, this flight attendant took... Uh, leftover steak and started uh, rubbing it all over the pilot's suitcase. Now, the flight attendant who's telling me this, I was kind of naive and dumb, and I'm kind of thinking, well, I don't know if that's that bad. So his suitcase smells like steak. Like, I don't get it. Why Why would you rub steak all over a pilot's suitcase? You know, like, oh, like, duh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I was at a loss. I was just looking at her, and she goes, don't you get it? And I'm like, no, it's an international flight, so he has to go through customs and, and immigration. And, uh, you know, they have the, the, the dogs down there that sniff out um, <laughs> food, drugs. So that, that little beagle went apoplectic when that pilot comes strolling through, <laughs> barking, jumping. And that pilot was going to have to spend a lot of time. We call it agriculture. You get pulled over the side of the dog smells anything. So they were going to be going through every single thing in his suitcase. I thought it was a little mean. I got another gift via the email from Lister. Lister. 
named Steve. Uh, he wrote, Hi, Betty. You haven't mentioned Herman in a while, and when I was listening the other day, I thought about it. I also thought about my trip to London in May of 2019, and I realized I never sent you pictures of Toby. And I'm thinking, who's Toby? His son? I don't know. You didn't send me pictures of Toby? And then he said, you inspired me to get a copycat turtle and take on my travels, and I named him Toby the Turtle. And I was thinking, wow, he's taking a turtle. So at first I'm thinking... You know, just a little turtle um, to take, you know, like Flat Stanley. So he sent me different pictures of <laughs> of uh, Toby, the turtle. And he wrote, um, before I went to England, I asked you for a restaurant recommendation. And you told me Nando's. It's funny. I like Nando's. Nando's is a non-expensive, ca- casual, um, hot sauce chicken place. But I like it. Uh, <laughs> He said, I figured the least I could do was send you a picture of Toby the turtle stuck to their sign. <laughs> but this is what I couldn't believe when I then looked at the pictures. I thought it was just a turtle. But he actually has a turtle with suction cups glued on like Herman. Like Herman's not the only one anymore. Herman has a cousin named Toby. <laughs> or uh, Herman has a doppelganger. <laughs> Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time. I usually say so we can travel around the world together, but um, so we can chat next time. (laughs) And hopefully soon I'll be able to start traveling around the world and you can join me. Okay, thanks. Bye. I'm so far away. Have to fly full square. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.